you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. It's going down one more time. It is Open Bar Talk Podcast, the dopest bartending nightlife podcast in your life. You're going to love it. We got a very special episode. I'm super pumped uh, to bring that to you. Uh, before I introduce my guest, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit of how you get a hold of the show. Uh, this is how you do it. Uh, you go to openbartalk uh, at uh, gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, if you want to hit us up on um, Instagram, openbartalk on the IG. Also, every Thursday, uh, I drop what's called Saucy Stories. Uh, these are the stories of when I was a drunk maniac in the streets. Uh, I try and get those out there every Thursday. Um, so, you know, be sure to check that out uh, on that front. Uh, if you want to uh, find the show, this is how you do it. Uh, you go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much everywhere where you get podcasts. That's how you get the show in your world. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. You know, one of the things that's really important is that you give me five stars on iTunes. Uh, iTunes is weird. Uh, you can only give me five stars. I don't know why that is. It's just a glitch. So just make sure that you give me five stars. Uh, appreciate it. And also, you know, comment, man. Tell me uh, how much you love the show or tell me that uh, we suck. I don't care. Just uh, talk to me. Uh, that's what I want. Uh, so, you know, now without further ado, I've had 29. Uh, this is my 29th episode doing this, right? And I've had 28 bartenders, but I've decided that I want to go in a different direction, and I'm very excited to do that. We're going to do a bouncer series, security guard series, uh, because as you know, if you have ever been to a bar or a nightclub, your bouncing staff are the ones who fucking keep you safe, sometimes even from yourself. So I wanted to make sure that uh, we have that perspective uh, brought on, and I'm very excited to uh, introduce a uh, guest here. Uh, he's been in the game, uh, keeping us safe for 10 years. He's a very cool dude. I'm so excited to uh, hear what he's got to say. Mike Mercedes, how you doing, sir? How you living? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? Oh, uh, man. You know, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, it is, uh, as, as we have uh, done so many episodes, we are living in a quarantine. I'm trying to stay yep. safe. I'm washing my hands. I'm hoping you're doing the same. Of course. Yeah, man. I mean, security is a way of life. Stay it is. It is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yes, we are very pumped to have you on here, sir. Uh, so, without, you know, let's uh, let's get right to it, man. So, you've been, uh, you've been in the game, uh, bouncing security for 10 years. You know, tell us a little bit about how you got into that line of work. What, what was the beginning? Well, it was um, uh, it was pretty weird because um, I used to work at McDonald's when I was about 16, 17. Okay. And one day this guy saw me, Will, which I'm a, he's my mentor. He passed away last year. And he just, I was a big guy. I was playing football. I was big. I was just, I was like 340 pounds. And he was like, hey, kid, you want to work tonight? <laughs> and I'm like, how much you paying? He goes, 20 an hour. I said, cash? He goes, yeah, at the end of the night. Like, of course. I mean, I was making like $7.25 at McDonald's. I'm making $20 an hour. Sounds amazing to me. Right. So, like, oh, yeah, I'll go do it. Now, did First, he, now, just a quick question. Was he, did he tell you it was security or was he just like, yo, do you want to work? No, he told me it was um, bouncing okay. out of, he told me it was bouncing out of club. And I was like, yeah, sure. But he never asked me my age because <laughs> I had a beard. Right. I had a beard when I was 17. So he, he thought I was older. Right. And I never, anybody i'm like i'm not i'm not even 18 yet i don't even have a license mm -hmm. so i was um uh i told him yeah i'll go so he sends me to probably the worst nightclub that there was at the time in new york santos party house okay you know i've heard the name i don't know the story it's, um, it's, it's in chinatown okay probably the hood is the grimiest spot mm -hmm. in town so I show up and I'm like, oh, I'm here to do security. And they put me in the green room. In the green room, guess who's there? DJ Clark Kent. Oh, shit. 
DJ Clark Kent used to DJ there every Friday. No shit, man. And then like a whole bunch of people were there and they were like, you stay in the green room, let them smoke. Like I got high off contact. Like it was so much smoke <laughs> around me. I was like, whoa, what is going on? I go back home. My mom's like, you've never smoked in your life. Why do you smell like weed? And I'm like, mom, was a long story. I can't really explain right now. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I got my start. I started working at Santos Party House with him. Shit, man. So, so question. So, uh, so your first night there, you're working. Like, what were the energy? Like, were you nervous? Were you like, you know what? I got this. Like, what was like? What was like the pre-shift? Like, were they like, all right? Was there any? I was. I was nervous. The first dude that I met at the door was Big Irv. Big Irv was a big dude. He was short, but he was just stocky. Like, right. And he was. He was like one of the meanest motherfucker I've met in my life. He was just like, you working tonight? I'm like, yeah, I'm working tonight. He goes, go to the back and don't call me if you need nothing. And I'm like, all right, I guess I won't be calling you for backup. So. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, nice to yeah, meet you like, too, sir. But, but he was actually, me and him became such a good friends afterwards. Like, he actually, um, uh, we worked, he requested me to work everywhere he went. Every nightclub. Oh, no shit. Because, yeah, that first night. We had to kick some guy out, and I took care of the guy myself. Like I just, I just joked him up and just like took him out because he was he slapped the shit out of the bartender. I was like, whoa! I, <laughs> I just reacted. I just reacted. I didn't even. God I damn. didn't think about it. I just went straight to him and I grabbed him because I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think yeah, we reason being uh, drunk as fuck, but also like, yo, man, uh, that's yeah, not a, like, that that's not a way to uh, stay in a bar. No, yeah, of course not. Like, he went across. Like, he went across the bar just to slap her. And I'm like, whoa. And I saw that all the way from the back of the green room. <laughs> he ran up on him. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's some wildly inappropriate behavior. So, now, yeah. so your first, so you're back, uh, you're in the green room, day one. Uh, DJ Clark Kent is there. Uh, did he like, I mean, did you like go back there and like, Hey man, I'm working. Like, was there any conversation between you guys or you just, no. nah, he just said, Oh, you are, you at the door tonight. You at the, at the green room door. I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right, my people going to come through. Um, uh, they going to bless you and, um, they're going to, they're going to smoke. Just let them do what they do. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> at the time, DJ Clark Kent to me, I was like, yo, that's DJ Clark Kent. Like, that's fucking that big time. Like, Hell yeah, you know, like, man. He's over here. Like, he's closing out the, the venue. He's the two to four guy. So, right, to right. Me, that, that was like, I went to, to school the next day. I told everybody, yo, guess what I did last night? Like, I was, I was bouncing. <laughs> I was, <laughs> nobody believed me. They were like, he wasn't bouncing. I'm like, I was bouncing, bro. Yeah. And the, word, the best part about, about bouncing at that young age, when everybody was trying to go to the after party at prom, I was going to the real club instead of the. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That, you know, that's a funny, uh, funny thing to think about, man. Of just like you, if you're working there in high school, right? Like what your sort of like exposure to like the nightlife oh, and like yeah. the world. You know what I mean? Uh, at yeah. such a young age, man. So yeah, you definitely see the world differently. <laughs> Well, you know, I think that's a that's a great segue to uh, get into, you know, like you've been in the game for 10 years. Right. So, you know, uh, what are some of those like fucking crazy moments you had working as a bouncer, man? Like, what are some of those wild times? Uh, wild time. I'll probably say with bigger to bigger. Um, uh, we used to work at this um, spot called High Bar. OK. It was on the. Uh, what floor was high bar? I think 23rd, 24th. It, it was a rooftop lounge. Mm-hmm. So there's this huge guy. This guy's like 6'6", massive. And I see that he's like kind of groping, trying to grope girls at the bar. Like, because like, he's so big, like he gets like, they, he could bully them. Sure, sure. So Irv, Big Irv was a Marine. He doesn't take crap from nobody. Right. Irv sees it. And Herb goes and grabs him and slams him on the floor. But the guy flips Herb and puts him in the headlock. Shit. I saw him put Herb in the headlock. I'm like, I got to I gotta put this guy to sleep. One, because if he gets up, it's over. Right. Like, <laughs> if he gets up, he's going he's gonna to tower over me. It's going to be hard for me to punch him, do something. So 
I put this guy in the headlock, and he goes to sleep. Then I'm dragging the guy all the way to the elevator to put him downstairs. Holy shit, man. When the cops get there, the guy that we dragged was a cop. <laughs> he was a U.S. Marshal. So uh, I'm over here. I was young. I was like maybe 18, 19. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to go to jail. I've never been to jail before. What the, what the hell am I going to do now? And then Ir- Irv was like, nah, I got this. I'm, I'm taking the rap for you. You're not going in. Oh, shit, man. So, so, Irv, so the cops show up and Big Irv, like, he intercepts them and he's like, hey. He, he intercepts them. Luckily, neither of us ended up going to jail because... The girls that he was groping came downstairs and said, "No, this guy's a creep. He's been trying. He's been like biting my butt and doing all this other stuff to me." And they didn't take him to jail or anything. I mean, he's used to be a U.S. marshal, but <laughs> right. they just told us to leave. But thank God, if it wasn't for those girls, one of us would probably going to jail. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, and it's crazy too because it's like when it's like a fellow cop, you don't know how that's going to go, right? Because no, it's don't. like. They, it really is kind of at their discretion, it seems like, you know, like if they want to yeah. make this a rough night for the staff, you know, then. No, it's... well, the, the cops, the cops around that area, because this was in, in 48th Street, they went to the club, too, but we took care of them. Ah, uh, so, okay. So every time they would show up, I would tell the manager, hey, put a bottle of vodka on that guy's table. Like, right, right. Him. We don't want it to be rough around here. We don't want him to come around and give us a hard time. Right, right, right. So we, we knew the cops in the area. Okay, so you had a relationship already, uh, already yeah. there. So when you so you choke the dude out, right? When yeah. he wakes up, I mean, I can't imagine he's like, "Hey, how's everybody no, doing?" He's when he wakes up, he's like, "Where's, where's the motherfucker? Where's he at? Where's the guy with the beard? Where's he at?" And I'm like, "I'm right here. What you gonna do?" I'm like, I knock your ass out again. When I saw him stand up, I'm like, "Damn, this motherfucker!" So I'm like, Shit. <laughs> he looked bigger and bigger. I'm like, "What the fuck?" But I'm like, "Yo!" But he was at he was acting real tough. And then um, uh, his brother came, who was another U.S. Marshal. Oh Jesus, and man! At that time, we were like, because in the beginning of the shift, it was early. It was like it was like eight o'clock in the at night. The beginning of the shift was only two bouncers there. It was just me and Big Irv and one guy at the door. By the time the cops and everybody came, we had about five of us there. There was, um, uh, I think Big John came, and Big John's like 6'9", and then Big Marv came, Big Marv's like 6'11". So he started looking smaller and smaller when they started showing up. Right, like, right. Are you guys going to come in at Mike? Like, Mike, I've known asshole bouncers, but I'm, I could say I've been a nice bouncer most of my life. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mean, we, we've we known each other long enough where I, like, you know, and we we talked, chopped it up, and yeah. I, and I, like, and when you told me you were a bouncer, I was like, I can see it, but I also can see you being a chill dude about the shit, you know what I mean? Not Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, you know, and I uh, told you a little bit before the show, but it's like, you know, I've been hanging out in bars for 20 years, so I've met really cool bouncers, I've met horrible bouncers who are like... I don't have any other power. This is it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is this yeah. is my high water mark. You know what I'm saying? So uh, now, you know what I think is also funny too is that uh, everybody's name starts with big. There's big John. Well, yeah, like, if if you ask somebody like, "Oh, Big Mike," they'll be like, "Which one, Big Mike with the beard, with the white on the beard?" They'll be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that that Big Mike." <laughs> that's, like, that's we funny. all like have, but though. The biggest dude we know, we call him Tiny. This motherfucker, like, seven foot one. Jesus. Seven one? Yeah, he was, like, I remember he, Shaq came to one of our clubs one time. Right. And he had, uh, he had a bodyguard's table. And Shaq made him look small, but it was like, whoa, they're, like, right there. Right. Shaq's, like, seven six or something like that, seven three. so. Yeah, I was going to think but, so. Yeah, he's huge. But he's, like, the nicest guy ever, too. Which... I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm, I always tell him, I always tell him, man, thank God your mom raised you right. Because if you were an asshole, you would be the problem. That would have been a real issue, man. I'm thinking like Debo from Friday type shit. Oh, yeah. You man. know what I mean? We always used to joke with him. We were like, man, if you would have been an asshole, we would have had to poke you up in here. Like, you're not going to fight you. We would have to poke you. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't really square up with a guy 7-1, man. No, you know what man. I mean? 
He was huge. He was like about four hundred pounds, muscle. I was gonna ask you. Uh, so yeah, like seven one, but like all muscle. Like yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's not even fair. Nah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not. Now, uh, so let me ask you. So while working, you know, as a bouncer, right? Like, have uh, this is kind of a silly question, but I think it's. Uh, I'd like to hear your experiences around it. But just like. Have you had the guys come in who, like, are with their girls and they, like, try and test you because they want to show up, you know, like, puff their chest out? All the shit? time. That, that goes wrong every time. <laughs> every time. It goes bad for them. It's like, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, you end up with scratches in your face because the girl's not going to, she's not going to let you beat up a man. Right. And I'm not going to hit a girl. Right. So... It ends up bad. Like, we had guys that would come in like, nah, dude, you don't fucking know me. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't want to know you either. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, who said because, I want to know you? <laughs> yeah, like, then they come and act real tough, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to go real bad for you in a second. Like, keep talking. And, and I promise you it's going to end up real bad. And that's and I think the other thing, too, that I don't know if, like, dudes like this uh, realize is that, like, it's not just you. Like, there's... No. Four other dudes, your size ready. and bigger, exactly, who are ready to roll, and it's, yeah. Uh, or one, all you gotta do is just, hey, I need backup. You'll see at least six guys show up out of nowhere. And yeah, that that's not, you know, that ain't gonna be a lot of time for conversation. No, <laughs> not at all. No, really. actually, we actually had a code for. We had two of our biggest guys. My brother, who's he's been working about for twenty five, thirty years. And um, uh, his half-brother, me and him are related, but we're, we're all brothers. In the bouncing world, we're all considered each other brothers. Right. He's about 6'2", six 6'3". Six Our other boy, Juvie, he's been known in the 90s to knock people out by slapping them. Shit, man. He's a big dude. So when we would call Cole Red, we're not talking no more. Mm. Like, that's, when, you, when you call Cole Red and Juvie comes out, he's slapping you. He's not doing <laughs> any more conversation. This like he, he he's not a talk with him type to begin with. So when he shows up, it's over. This this reminds me of like when they call the bullpen for Mariano Rivera, and they're oh yeah, there's like all right, we need the closer. Like let's just yep. we'll get the closer in. Closer's ready to go. He knows the drill. I I used to move aside too. I'm like all right, go ahead, do your thing, big bro. What you got to do? <laughs> Take care. It's now out of my hands. It's it's really yep. out of my hands at this point. So yeah, you good. Um, no, you always have to have one crazy dude on your team. Right. Every nightclub has to have one. I've had the pleasure of having about four different crazy dudes. Okay. We have one dude called Big Big Joe. Big Joe is also a Marine, but Big Joe used to be, he used to work for the Mafia back in the day. Oh, shit. So this Big Joe, First of all, Big Joe hated my guts the first day he met me. He was like, who the fuck is this black motherfucker? I'm like, man, fuck a tally ponytail having ass. <laughs> and, but after that, we became such a cool friends because he thought I would never have his back because all the guys he wanted to work with were Italian. And right. we were all like, black or Spanish. Mm -hmm. But Big Joe one time threw a guy out of a window at a club. Like, you know how some clubs are on the ground floor? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Threw him out of the window, and I tell Big Joe, yo, go to the roof. When the cops get here, don't be outside. Like, go to the roof. Yeah, you you don't want to be around for that. Yeah, right? you don't want to be around for that. Then after that, like, the way he saw that, we raced the camera footage. We raced everything, like, instantly. <laughs> I went I went upstairs to the, to the room and erased, took out the tape, threw, burned the tape. When the cops showed up, they couldn't prove who did it. Because we were all black. Right. It was the white boy, so... <laughs> Yo, man, that's, yeah, that also sounds fucking crazy. Yeah, Big Joe is a crazy motherfucker. So, all right, so uh, uh, I was going to say, so you choked out uh, homie U.S. Marshal, right? What's, do you have another, you were saying before the show that you had some other crazy stories that I was like, oh. Yeah, there's been a lot of crazy ones. Um, uh, the funniest one, I think, is... Between the Tyson story and the Marlon Wayne story. We have time for both. <laughs> so, Tyson story, I believe, it, that's, that's not my story. It was way before my time. I was too young. It's on uh, my brother. 
my brother used to work at the tunnel, which oh. is like the mecca of clubs. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So he tells me that the manager calls for all security to kick out, kick out Tyson. Holy Remember, shit. Back in the days, it's not like now, like, you know, when you see celebs at the club, they're at a table. Right. Back then, the thing to do was to buy out the bar. Everybody get a drink. Okay. Tyson used to do that shit re- religiously, I heard, back in the days. But Tyson, I don't know what he was on. He might have been on some others, on some sugar booger. Mm-hmm. He started picking up girls and just throwing them in the air with one hand. Holy shit. So when they call for all security, my brother goes, hold up, that's Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> all the bouncers surrounded him, and they're like, yo, we're going to take the first hit because <laughs> the first one's going to be out. The first two got to be out. Cold. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They ended up doing like, yo, a few of the guys were like, nah, I don't get paid enough for this shit. You just took off the hippies. <laughs> like, and then they had to call the cops. They had to tase him. They couldn't, they couldn't do that. Holy they couldn't sh- do Tyson like that. They're like, yo, he's going to knock all of us out. He's yeah. going to knock everybody out. And, you know, I feel like, you know, we talked about, like, all the other instances, right, where, like, you're at a club, you're being an asshole, and it goes one way. But when yeah. you're Tyson... Or it like, goes a totally different way. <laughs> it goes a motherfucking <laughs> different direction. Because, and this is like, I mean, you're, I mean, this that like, this is the tunnel. This is when he's still fighting, right? Like, oh no, he was he was legendary at the time. Like, he was the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, man, he's the baddest man on the planet, right? Yeah. And yeah, that is, um, I would say that's probably the wisest move to make. Is like, you know what, y'all don't pay me enough for this <laughs> yeah. because if no you... dudes at the tunnel were making money. Yeah. There's ways to make money at a nightclub that aren't your pay. Sometimes I've worked at nightclubs that I used to work at Pasha. Uh-huh. And sometimes I never even wanted to see my check. I'm like, oh, we get paid today? Because I used to make so much side money. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't need the, the check that I was getting. God damn, man. That is like, and it's all, you know, off the books, right? Like yeah, Everything's all... off the books. Whew. That's... hard yeah, man. I mean, that reminds me of, uh, uh, God, there was this uh, documentary, just real quick. There's this documentary about, like, the cops in, like, East New York, I think. And, like, you know, they were they were, they were were making money off the books. Oh, the 7-5? Uh, yeah, the 7-5. Seven mm-hmm. Those are some crazy motherfuckers. I actually yeah. know the guy that he partnered with another dude and went to the Dominican Republic and um, uh, one of the cops. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He went to the Dominican Republic and he has a cigar shop over there now. Shit, man. Dude. Yeah. And But the, one of those guys, right, like, it was like they, they were just getting so much money that they were just like, they didn't pick up their checks. Like, they just, they were just like, I don't, yeah, I don't need my money. I don't need this shit. <laughs> I get paid. I, it's just it, it's it's gonna take too much time for me to get my check, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yo, man, that's yeah, different, different, uh, different lifestyle altogether. Different era back then. So uh, the other one was the Marlon Wayne story. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. So Marlon Wayne's, we're at Avenue. At this point, I'm a little more seasoned. I'm working the door. Okay. Right? Me and my brother working the door, and. For some reason, you know how we have door people in Manhattan that tell you who can come in and who can't? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the door guy is this little short, like, he was like five foot two, and he just thought he was the shit, and he, he was just an asshole. Right. He was like, nah, don't let that guy in. So I'm like, don't let who in? Because Marlon Wayne, he shows up, he's like, he gives everybody a pound, yo, what's going on, fellas, how you guys doing? Everybody good? I'm like, yo, everybody good, chilling, how you doing? You coming in? I was about to open the road for him, like. That's Marlon Wayne's. Sure, yeah, yeah. He goes, nah, nah, he can't come in. I don't like what, how he's dressed. Marlon Wayne's roasted this motherfucker for an hour outside the club. People <laughs> left, People from inside the club came outside just to watch him. Oh, no. I thought he was going to cry. Like, <laughs> And then he tried to order us, like, get him out of the front, kick him out, fuck him up. I'm like, my man, you're talking way too reckless to be 5'2". Like, you better chill. Yeah, right? But he was, he roasted this man for a, a good hour. And he was like, <laughs> you see, that's what happens when you mess around with a funny motherfucker like me. You know, like, <laughs> but he was, he was raised, he was just basically being racist. He didn't want him to come in because he was black. Shit, man. And I'm Wait. like, dude, he has he has shoes that probably cost more than all of our fucking suits put together. 
Right. That's the thing is, and what's crazy too is, is like you know he's gonna. I mean, I don't know how he's gonna spend some money. Oh, well, he's know? definitely gonna spend some money. He's probably gonna bring more people in. Yeah. So it's like now. I mean, obviously, this racist motherfucker is gonna be racist. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, yo, you're costing money, and now you look like an asshole. Yeah. Now, definitely. now was uh, uh, so you said this went on for like an hour. Do for you, like an hour. Do you remember? He, what, the jokes? Yeah, I was going to say, do you remember any of them? Nah, he was just calling him. He was talking about how short he was because he had a mold, too, in his fucking face. And he was just, like, he was just roasting him. And I'm like, Pete. People were taking out their phones. I've been looking for that video for years because he went for like an hour. <laughs> he went for a good solid hour. Like even the cops came because there was so many people on the street. And they were wow. like, what's going on here? And we're like, nah, we're just hanging out. <laughs> we, we were really just hanging out. We're at wild. that point, we, we stopped working at that point. We were like, all right, cool. Let's, let's hear these jokes. We're, we're here for a comedy show. I didn't know yeah. we were going to have one, but now we got one. That's fucking, <laughs> that's you. funny, man. And that's the other thing, too, man, is, like, he comes from a long line of funny people. Of funny people. And it's like, I don't think I'd want that. <laughs> that is... No, me neither. Because I know he was, he was hurting his feelings. He was, like, he was going in. He was, like, talking about how short he was. How he had a girl. Oof. And we knew his girl. His girl was, like, six feet tall. I'm like, how the hell? Should you five two? Your girl, like, six feet. How, how does uh... that work? But, <laughs> man... He is man. It was it was a rough night for that guy. Oof. Yeah, I was gonna say that must have. I mean, I I can't imagine what the next day was when he came in. Oh, the next day was awkward. When we all saw him, we were like, "You all right, brother? Like you good? <laughs> <laughs> you good? Like I know you cried in the car when you got to the car. <laughs> like you <Yeah>. all right?" <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, you kind of do like the like side glance, just like, "Yo, you, yeah. hey man, you, uh, uh yeah, everything, right? everything fine, man." <laughs> I mean, you know, I know last night we uh, we were all here. Yeah, <laughs> we we all saw it too. And we all saw it. Now, uh, so let me ask you. Uh, now, you've uh, so you choked out, uh, homie, right? What have you seen, like? The like the like the typical bar brawl where like the place just erupted and you're like, what the we've, fuck is going on right now? Yeah, I've had a few of those. I'm a, I've been known to clear out a bar because I <laughs> my, with my elbows. Like I'll just start opening motherfuckers left and right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we had one at a XVI. XVI, no, not XVI. It was called the Attic at this point. The Attic Rooftop Lounge, New Year's Eve. Okay. Probably the most dangerous night to go out in the city. I don't do New Year's Eve. No, I, I, I've been working it for 10 years, but I don't, I don't go out that night. If I get a day off on New Year's Eve, I'm staying my eyes at home. But I don't know what happened. It was this, um, uh, it was a group of girls, then a group of guys. And I guess one of the girls was lesbian, and one of the guys tried to talk to the girl's girlfriend. Okay. All I know that that shit erupted and bottles just started flying. Like and girls throwing like, them at guys, guys throwing them back. The at girls them. throwing it at guys. She shit. threw a great goose bottle across the room. Jesus and Christ. thank God it did not connect with nobody because that bottle was not going to break. Yeah, they don't break, man. They don't break at all. So at this point, we're grabbing them. The chick punches my boy straight in his face, like punches him. And I'm like, oh, shit. We have this one girl works with us, Ivana. Ivana was this big, tough Puerto Rican chick. Okay. She comes out of left field and just gives her a haymaker. Holy shit, man. Lays out the girl. We took an hour trying to put rubbing alcohol on this girl's face so she could wake up. She would not wake up for nothing on dessert. That's got to be scary, too, right? That, yo, that was, that's probably... We were all like, oh, shit, we all going to jail. Like, this wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, this... This is murder. Like, yeah, like, she's not waking up. I don't even think she's breathing right now. <laughs> like, what's going on? Oof. But that was pretty bad. Which other one was pretty bad? Um, uh, I want to say probably one of the most scariest things you could see at a nightclub is when they start shooting. Shit. And and because you, all you see is the flash. You don't know where it's coming from. Right, right. All you see is the flash. At that point, it's like, 
you grab for cover, but you try to take people out as soon as possible at the same time. Right, right. And that also, that actually, that shooting actually happened at that same spot. Um, uh, God yeah, damn, man. Sunday, Sunday's hip-hop parties used to get pretty rough. God damn, man. They used to, I remember they shot outside. I was out, I was working the door that day, and um, they shot... The dude, I guess he saw somebody and he decided to go to the car and start shooting at the guy. And there's girls on the line. I'm telling them, like, yo, get in, get in, get in. They're like, no, I'm waiting for somebody. I'm like, he's shooting, you idiot. Like, I'm trying to close the door. Like, yeah, there's no cover like, right now. Everyone's yeah, in for like, free. Exactly. Yes, get in. But yeah, that's probably one of the most scariest things you could probably see out of me. God damn, man. And then, like, you know, so, like, when the cops show up, like, they're like, all right. Yeah, what happened? And, like, we just tell them, and the cops at that, in that area knew us. Like, the sergeant knew us. He was really cool with us. He actually let me go a few times, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a good guy. Um, uh, yeah, they just show up, basically, try to see where the shot came from, or what type of bullet, if it hit something. Right. But thank God nobody was hit, and... Uh, Basically, you shut down the club after that. You can't stay there. No. Yeah, <laughs> you have to I was, was going to say that's a that's a shitty Yelp review right there. That ain't a that ain't a good Yelp review at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yo, so you said so you've worked so you worked the clubs, but you've also said that you've worked you've done security for other people, like you've done yeah, yeah. like work in the street. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I worked for um. Uh... I did Alec Baldwin for a little bit. Um, uh, he was pretty cool. He just doesn't like pictures. Sure. Um, <laughs> As we, I've read that, actually. I've read that he, and heard that. He actually got security because he was tired of the paparazzis. Interesting. Have you... So have you mixed... Like, have you gotten into it with the paparazzi? I want to say gotten into it. You, you just push them. <laughs> push them out the way. That's, that's about it. I love but that. But there's... There's some paparazzis that are pretty cool, though. Sure, yeah. They Well, that's, a th- you know, just kind of side note. It's like there is kind of like r- that relationship, though, like with celebrity and paparazzi because without one, you don't have the other. Like, yeah. you know, because like if, this, if the paparazzi ain't looking for you, then you ain't. You're, you're ain't, not You're not shit. You ain't <laughs> shit, right? And like they make the money off the pictures. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. Uh but, but actually, one of the nicest paparazzi I will have to say would be Johnny Nunez. He's really known in the in the industry. Uh huh. And Johnny, he has this funny story about that he thinks that I kicked out Lady Gaga back in the day, and I'm like, dude, I wasn't even old enough to be <laughs> in the club with Lady Gaga. I was like, I was probably like twelve or thirteen. Right, right. But he confuses me with my older brother, who he was the guy who really kicked out Lady Gaga. What? Because. <laughs> She she was like drunk and high or whatever, and then oh, he he every time he sees me, he's like, see, because he he hangs out with other these upcoming artists, and he's like, don't kick this one out, and I'm like, Johnny, that wasn't me, bro, like this wasn't let it go already. I like, just... nah. he was like, you big mother, you big Dominicans took out Lady Gaga back in the day. What's wrong with you guys? That's funny, man. Yeah. I. So, uh, well, glad you didn't do it also. Uh, yeah. You know, that's uh, – she seems like she might be all right. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, obviously uh, if she's drunk and high, then she got to go. But yeah. um, so Alec – so you worked with Alec Baldwin. He was cool. Um, Alec um, uh, worked with Maluma a few times, Spanish artist. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, I still do work for him whenever he comes around. Um, uh, who else? Frank Ocean once or twice did a few of his concerts. Um, Halsey once. Uh, then I've done people like, like that really like in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Like Anna Wintour, she was pretty cool. Okay. The only problem with her was you know she's pretty old, so it's hard to walk next to her. Right. So she she walks very slow, so it's like when you're trying to get out of the way and try to get away from paparazzi. <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're like 90 years old and you're walking really slow. It's like that's a harder job, honestly, than any other celebrity. Well, I would think, right? Because it's like they're walking slow and you're like saying to the paparazzi, like, "Yo, stop!" But then, yeah, like, up, yeah. as as but slowly, so there's this like weird pause where it's like, "No, still keep 
fucking backing up. Yeah, like keep moving. Now, have you ever like in like doing like security uh, for these folks? Has there ever been like the like crazy fan that's been like, "Hey, I you know, I, I actually got bit here one time." What? Yeah, that shit was crazy. I I forgot. I don't even know who the artist was. They just contracted me. It was like some some Disney Channel's artist. Like it wasn't even. I have no idea who this person was. They were like, Mike, that's the artist. I was like, all right, cool. Let me go introduce myself to her. Right. So I'm walking her out of the venue, and this crazy mom, she's like, I want a picture of her. I want a picture of her. And I'm like, back up, lady, back up. So I'm putting my arm out. Right. I don't know how, but she reached over with her face and just bit me, like, right in my chest. Oh, my God. And the only thing I did, I grabbed her hair and I pulled it. I yanked her off me. And I'm like, shit. I get in the car and I'm like, the chauffeur goes to me, dude, you're bleeding. And I'm like, I'm bleeding. I'm looking down. I'm like, oh shit, I'm bleeding. Yo. This lady took a bite out of me. But yeah, that was a pretty crazy one. Yeah. And also, like, the human bite is like the dirtiest bite ever, man. Like, that's yeah, they had to take me to the hospital. They're like, you got to get tested. We don't know what she gave you. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got to uh, you gotta go get checked out, man. I'm Hopefully everything was straight. No, yeah, everything was straight. Thank God. But yeah, Did- that, that was. That crazy fan was pretty insane. What's even more crazy is, is that you didn't even know who the fuck it was. No, I had no <laughs> idea who this artist was. I, all I knew that she worked for Disney Channel, and there was a whole bunch of kids there. It was a bunch of kids. Like I did not, honestly, out of all the places I've worked at, I did not expect that to happen at that moment. I was gonna say, man, like from your resume, it's like you've been in the club where it's been shot at. They yeah. choked out a fucking U.S. marshal. But, I thought it was going to be an easy night. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's see little kids here. That was worse than dealing with adults. Jesus Christ. So, look, man, when you least expect it, right? Like, that's yeah. that's when that shit jumps off. That's definitely what it jumps off, bro. Oof, boy. Well, look, man, uh, I, I didn't think uh, we would get to the uh, Disney bite story, but <laughs> that's that's why I do this show, man, is because yeah. I want to I hear this shit. But, you know, so look, you know, thank you uh, for bringing the stories. I mean, if you got another one, we can rock with it. But if not, we can jump into the next segment. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of stories. I mean, like I said, I worked with a lot of crazy dudes. Probably I'm uh, not a crazy dude, very humble dude. Uh, Roberto, he was the smartest guy we worked with. Really? He he wasn't small as height. He was about 6'2". Right. But he was skinny. But he was a boxer. This motherfucker had the biggest hands I've ever seen in my life. Like, and the people would test him, you know, because he's small, because he's skinny. People would be like, oh, you don't want this work, this, that. I used to be like, yo, he about to lay you out, B. You better shut up. Like, <laughs> I, I told some dude, some dude was like, nah, I, I stood up. I used to always, like, stand up for him. Like, yo, nah, chill. Don't, don't, don't fuck with Roberto. He's like, nah, I don't want you, big man. I want him. And I'm like, he going to kill you. All I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going like, to like lay you out, maybe, but he's yeah. definitely going to lay you out. He's going to punch you in bad places. But Roberto and me and the guys at the 4040 Club back in the day, we went up against the linemen from the New York Jets. All right. That shit was crazy. This video on that shit still to this day. Yo, man. I didn't... That shit was... I was the smartest guy there. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, this shit's about to go down. This is about to be a bad thing about to happen right now. And I was going to say, and you're not a small dude. That's what's the crazy no, thing. No, yeah, I'm small compared to them. Right, we that's have, what I'm saying. We had Roberto with us. We had Big Marv. Like I said, Big Marv was 6'11". Big Marv punched the biggest guy they had straight on, head to head. I was like, wow. Jesus. And then after that, all hell broke loose at the door. We was just like, it was just like, hit whoever's closest to you, like, just <laughs> try to lay him out. But yeah, there was, there's actually video on YouTube on that. That shit was pretty cool. No shit, man. I'm, I'm about to go look this shit up, man. That's fucking yeah. why. So, like, so how did that, like, how did that end? Like, the... with the cops. <laughs> <laughs> with the cops. Yeah. They actually, they actually had bad. a tase one of us. They actually had a tase one of us because they, Yo, Big Marv would not let let it go because the guy was talking so much crap to him. He was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker." He think because he has money, and Big Marv's probably like one of the nicest guys in the world. Big Marv used to bodyguard for a prince in Dubai that used to come here 
Shit, and, man. Like, people like him for bodyguarding because he's 6'11", but he's he's also a nice guy. Right. But, yeah, Big Mom was a big dude. I, I think when I, I saw him bodyguard one time, and um, uh, he actually picked the guy up. And put him face to face with him, like he has lifted him up, <laughs> <laughs> like brought him up to six eleven, and I'm like, oh shit! That... And they're calling me for backup. They're calling me for backup. Like, yo, Mike, we need backup. We need backup. And I'm like, but Big Mom's up there. What the hell y'all need me for? <laughs> yeah, like, and and also, man, there's nothing more like disrespectful than just picking somebody up. Like, oh no, that was totally disrespectful. So... But he wouldn't let him go. Like we had, like we were trying to get his hands to unlock. We were like. He was like, I'm gonna kill him because the guy has spitting, he's spitting, he tried to spit in his face, but he spit on his suit because he didn't reach all the way up there. That. Yeah, so, but the guy was turning colors. Like, he, his face was turning like purple at this point. We were Oof. like, Marv, let him go, let him go. When he let him go, his hand mark was all over his neck, like, permanently. Yo, man. First off, I will say, like, there's nothing more disrespectful than spitting. Than somebody on spitting on somebody. That is just the oof, oof. Yeah, there, like, there's no coming back from that. Actually, that's how I I earn my stripes because every bouncer will tell you you don't earn your stripes with the guys until you fight somebody and they see that you can hold it down. Right. At San Party House, a kid spit at me, <gasps> and they the guys just let me go. They were like, "Nah, he spit at Mike." Let Mike fuck him up. I was giving <laughs> it to this guy for like 20 minutes. Jeez. All of a sudden, I hear the cops. Sergeant, I'm not going to say his last name, but the sergeant showed up and right. he's like, Mike, get off him. I'm going to have to tase you. And I'm like, nah, fuck him. I'm going to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, he tased me. And all I felt, the first shock, it didn't, it, it, it tickled. The right. second one he gave me, I just, I just turned back. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck was that? Holy shit, man. But he almost took me to jail, too, that night. He he basically told the guy, he goes, if I take you guys both... Well, he told the kid, you assaulted him when you spit at him, but he assaulted you back. So you guys will both go to jail. I was like, all I did, I looked at the kid, I said, you ready for round two, motherfucker? Because I'm going to give it to you again when we get in jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody's going to stop me there either. Yeah, that's... And he was like... He was like, fuck, no, I'm not pressing no charges. <laughs> let, let, let him go. Jesus Christ, man. So, listeners, uh, if we've taken anything away from this, do not spit on anybody. Anybody, yeah. Anybody, but if there's one person not to, make sure it's not a bouncer because you don't want any of that smoke or fume. No. no near one bit. Um, so, that is, uh, you know... I, Again, I you know I've heard so much here, and I may have to bring you back on for another because uh, I feel there's so many more stories that are out there. Oh, no, there's tons. Holy shit, man! This has been fucking wild, dude. So, all right, thank you for bringing this uh, through here, Mike. Uh, you know we're gonna get into our next segment, which is questions for the guest, right? So, you know these are a couple questions that you know I ask every uh, every guest I have on here. And, you know, whatever your answer is, your answer, uh, you know, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll jump right into it. Question number, question number one. What is the biggest misconception people have about being a bouncer? What's the one thing? Well, usually you hear, like, people will brag, like, oh, you don't got no money. You're working at security at a nightclub. Like, how sad is your life that you're working at a night? I'm like, dude, it's actually pretty fun. And I'm like, I could probably go home with your girl if I wanted to. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Yeah, take it easy, man. Uh, I do fine yeah. for myself. No, and like we, people think that bouncers don't make money. There's a hundred ways to make money out of nightclub. It is not your pay. There's hundreds of ways. There's actually a show on, the, um, uh, it's called The Ropes with Vin Diesel. Okay. He, he I forgot what platform is on, but you get it off Amazon Prime, too. He shows parts of it, like, how you can make money at a nightclub. No Vin Diesel actually used to bounce with my brother, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I didn't he was a bouncer back in the 90s. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, and Vin, you know, Vin's lived a crazy fucking life, too, man. May, uh, <laughs> may have to reach out to him, see if we'll get him on the, on the show. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, question, so question number two. 
What is your biggest pet peeve of a customer at a bar or a nightclub? What's the one thing that you're like, don't do it? Mm. Pet peeve. I guess when people try to get aggressive with the bartenders. Okay. Like, because at, at that point, when you're a bouncer, those bartenders become part of your family. Sure, yeah, yeah. Those boys, we take care of them like like if that was our little sisters. Mm-hmm. When somebody gets aggressive with one of them, I view it as, that's my little sister. Right. And I have six sisters of my own, so if you mess with one of my sisters, I'm going to look at that and I'm, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, I mean, that sounds, uh, yeah, again, uh, rule number two, uh, don't get aggressive with a, bar- uh, with a, with a bartender. Bartender. Because a bouncer will fuck you up. Uh, All right. So third and final question, right? Um, Now, what is, you know, because you work in bars and all that, what is your favorite drink to have? What is, what is Mike, what's the one drink that you fuck with? Uh, When I was younger, I actually used to like a lot of Gold Label, Johnny Walker Gold Label. Okay. I'm not that old now, but as I've gotten older... Sometimes, whenever I can afford it, I'll, I'll drink some Macallan. Okay. Macallan's pretty expensive, but I smoke cigars, and cigars and Macallan go, like, really good together. That's a nice nice little pairing. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, wait, also, before I forget, you said you want, uh, we were talking last night, you want to shout out uh, your cigar lounge. Yeah, my uncle's cigar lounge. I'm, uh, it's called Martina Cigars in Midtown. Go check them out. You know, this COVID has been pretty rough on them. Right. No, nobody, nobody's in Midtown right now. So if you guys are around, it's on 29th between six and seven. Just stop by. Go, yeah. So go check that out, and also, you know, I'll put it in the liner notes as well, uh, so that you know uh, when this episode comes out, uh, people can go check them. Um, all, right. all right. So that, those are our questions, right? And now we're about to get to our final segment, which is called "What Were You Drinking?" Now this is part of the show. Where, uh, you know, if you're new to the show, uh, I have a very messy timeline uh, on Facebook and Twitter, right? There are people who post things that I say to myself, well, what exactly were you drinking when you decided to write this? Uh, So now uh, I'm going to read a post to you, Mike. Uh, You know, you uh, you have seen people drunk off of so many different types of alcohol over, over your career. Um, and so, you know, it is through your expert eye and your expert, your expertise in this world that we want you to diagnose what you think they were drinking when they wrote this. Okay. All right. right. So here we go. I need helpful suggestions on how to not get angry when things don't go my way. Only serious advice. No BS. This is serious. Uh, that could be a little bit of, little bit of honey. I would say. You want to say you? Yeah. Okay. I could I see that. some honey. People get pretty angry when they drink Hennessy. This I uh, I've seen it. You've seen it. Um, I would say uh, just kind of off of the, the Henny uh, angle is that we are at the first Hennessy drink, right? Because yeah. we haven't quite gotten to yeah. it. Your year's getting started. Right, right, exactly. Like, I need suggestions on how to not get to where I need to go, but understand yeah. that I'm on my way. So, yeah. I would suggest to stop drinking. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest to not uh, drink uh, Hennessy anymore, and perhaps the anger will subside. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just a thought, right? Uh, so, Mike, thank you uh, again for your expertise uh, uh, in what you were drinking, and you know, this is so that is our show. Um, you know, again, I want to thank you for coming through, uh, hanging out with me, uh, you know, for an hour or so. Uh, you know, is there anything uh, you want to plug? And we plug the sh- cigar shop. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug before we get out of here? No, no, that was all. Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. I'm glad to, glad to have you on, dude. And, you know, definitely uh, I do want to get you back on because, you know, this is a, this is a whole new <laughs> category of uh, stories. Next time, next time I'll come in with, with my brother. My brother has 25 years. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
he can tell you the tunnel stories. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, just as this is actually a great segue to plug my other podcast, Watches and Boomboxes, which talks about 90s hip hop. So, for the love of God, that would be fucking amazing to hear the craziness that was the tunnel. We actually talked about the tunnel uh, on our last episode because we covered uh, Cameron's uh, album, and he talks about hanging out in the tunnel. So, Cameron was one of the most respected dudes that walked in the tunnel. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well documented. Well documented. All right, so, you know, we're going to get up out of here. You know, again, if you want to find the show, you can do that. Uh, Openbartalk at gmail.com. Openbartalk on Instagram. And, of course, be sure to check out uh, Saucy Stories. Those come out every Thursday. Uh, You know, because, again, I had a a crazy run uh, in my earlier years. Uh, You know, I will say uh, the closest I ever – well, and I talked about in one of the Saucy Stories. But I actually got thrown out of a bar – by a bouncer, but it was the most anticlimactic throwout ever because the bartender just told the bouncer to escort me out, and we both just walked out together. And <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to do it, actually. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure as a bouncer, you're probably like, that is my dream, is to just have yeah. a calm – I was very calm because, like, I didn't – look, I don't – fuck man i'm not trying to fight anybody like the the bartender didn't like me so it was just like all right you gotta go and i was like all right and we get to the door the bouncer's just like it was like i was on a date like it was just a bad date and he's like well he's 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 walking you out yeah have a blessed night brother yeah (laughs) yeah like i just i was like well i guess this is it so i'll call you i guess i don't know i don't know how this works we'll just we'll just we'll agree to disagree and i'll just go on my way um so those are the types of saucy stories that uh your good friend has been part of go uh find those um and of course uh to find this show you can do that on um itunes stitcher spotify iHeartRadio. um you know rate review and subscribe uh, you know, we appreciate everybody who listens. And, uh, you know, again, thank you, Mike, uh, for hanging with me. Uh, you know, uh, of course, you know, we are in crazy times right now. Make sure you wash your hands. Uh, wear a fucking mask if you are out anywhere, especially if you're hanging out outside venues and shit. Make sure you wear a mask, for God's sakes. And uh, make sure you put a water between each drink. And we will catch you on the next one.